That is the most addicting song I've ever heard. So addicting. I can't get enough of Tom's Diner by Suzanne Vega. I just love the the beat of the song. I was sitting by the window. Oh, you don't need me to sing. Especially the way I sing. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. Yes, I am. Hey, it's supposed to rain today. It's supposed to rain today, so um, dress appropriately. Last I heard it was supposed to rain today. It, it looks kind of dark out there, but um, so yeah, dress appropriately. But welcome to Mornings with Ken. Glad you stopped by. Again, you can hear me every day, Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m., Sometimes on Saturday and Sunday School with Ken on Sundays. But come on in, get your cup of coffee. Get your cup of coffee and sit down and uh, ah, relax and start your day with Mornings with Ken. Let's take a quick break and I'll be right back. I stumbled upon this quote yesterday, actually. I happened to stumble on this quote. And, uh, yeah, I, I was very, uh, very moved by it. Very moved by it. It's by Alvin Francis Poussant. Alvin Francis Poussant, who is a psychiatrist. Um, I don't. I didn't have time to look uh, up much about him, but uh, anyway, psychiatrist Alvin Francis Poussant, and uh, he said, "A house without a father is a challenge, but a neighborhood 
without fathers is a catastrophe. Catastrophe. A house without a father is a challenge, but a neighborhood without fathers is a catastrophe. That's powerful. That is powerful. Because uh, I've been thinking a lot about what goes on in our nation as far as the different issues that we we have in society. Don't worry, this isn't going to get political. I'm not talking Democrats, Republicans, left, right, upside down, inside out. But really, I guess because it's always been close to my heart. Um, because without a father, people are just stuck in bad situations. If uh, Call me old-fashioned, if you will. But a nuclear family is so important in society. It's just, it's just facts. It's, it's been proven. You can look up all the statistics and, but there's, there's something to, there's a lot to be said about a traditional nuclear family with a mother and a father for their children in the same home. And there's, you can go to any government website and see the statistics. I mean, you can go to uh, National Fatherhood Initiative. Um, you can go straight to the uh, Federal Bureau of Statistics, wherever you want to go to. There, there's just plenty of, but go, I suggest go to the government websites that they just correct the information, collect it, and then you evaluate it from there, really. But you can see where without a father in a home, it leads to such bad things. Now, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, U.S. Central, boy, I cannot talk this morning, U.S. Census Bureau, 19.7 million children 19.7 million children live in a home without a father. 19.7 million homes or children without a father living there. More, more than one in four without a father in a home. Think about that. One in four homes. It's devastating, and people wonder why we have crime and poverty. It's all linked together. It is all linked together. If you want, if you want to get out of poverty, or if you know someone that's in poverty, The quickest way, the quickest way <laughs> is to have a mother and a father in the home with the children. It really is. It really is. I know we, we want shortcuts. We want answers that doesn't hurt our egos. We want answers that make us feel good about ourselves or that can blame others. But... 
the quick, the quickest solution is a mother and a father in the home. That is the solution, at least a huge part of the solution. And I know there's many people that disagree with this. And they they want to find solutions outside of their self or outside of their own community of where they live. But it's been my experience that solutions come best from within. Solutions come best from within. I found that to be so true in a sense of the betterment of your situation. Because having a, a father not being in the home. Well, let me just read you some statistics from a, from a, the, uh, well, from theorists, the National Fatherhood Initiative. Without having a father in a home, there's a, a person, a child, is four times more likely to be in poverty. Four times more likely for poverty. They're also more likely to have behavioral problems. And none of this is going to, none of this should be shocking stuff. It really shouldn't. Behavioral problems? Yes, yes, yes. They're twice as likely um, of infant mortality. Infant mortality. The child is more likely to end up in prison. Folks, I, I know these aren't easy statistics to hear and we don't like them because we want to place the blame on other factors that we can't control because it's it makes it makes us feel better. A child is more likely to commit a, to commit a, a crime. It it it's yeah, yeah. Seven times more likely to be pregnant as a teen. See there and that's what breaks my heart. That's what really breaks my heart. The teen pregnancy, without the father in the home, the child is seven seven times more likely to get pregnant as a teen. God, oh guys, guys, do you, do you understand? Let's just move on. Children are more likely to face abuse and neglect. So true. So you talk to anybody from child services in your city, they are overwhelmed with cases and mostly coming from homes without a father. Without a father. It's it's sad. 
substance abuse, yes, more likely to end up in drugs and alcohol. So true. Just, just, <laughs> I can't, I can't say enough how true that is. Two times more likely to face obesity. I get that. I could not, I can understand that, how that plays a factor. Lack of a father and obesity. I, I, I totally get that. I, I really do. Twice more likely to drop out of high school. Twice is more likely to drop out of high school. Wow. Wow. D- <sighs> Folks. And when you say these statistics, there's some people who... who who take a different view. I'm going to try to be generous. Who take a different view. And part of it, I think, is it's... It's a view probably coming out of a good place. It is, it is. But maybe that's another top topic for another show. But it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I'm all about trying to help people escape the cycle of poverty. The cycle of poverty. And I know there's many factors. There's many factors at play in poverty. But I... I am 100% on board that the family structure is the core. Dr. James Dobson, um, years ago, used to preach this on his national radio show, Focus on the Family. He warned us. He really did. He warned us about the homes and the lack of a father and how it was, it was destroying our communities. I don't, I think people turned a deaf ear to him. He wasn't the only one, but he's the one that I'm most familiar with. Because I think as a society, we've taught people not to look at themselves as the problem. Now, granted, I've already said there's 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 multiple multiple parts, moving parts to this machine of poverty. I'm not denying that, but it starts at the core of the family, and I wonder why we, the church, are afraid to preach that. Well, I know why we're I know in a sense why we're afraid to preach that. Because the church has has gotten so much slack, so much feedback, negative back from people who totally disagree um, with the belief of uh, of of a home with a mom and dad. Society has really turned, and unfortunately, there's some churches on the left of the spectrum that has opened it up and said, you can't talk about 
um, the traditional nuclear family. It's wrong. It's, 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 uh, what's it, gender phobia, or I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what the exact term is, but it's, it's wrong to preach that, uh, a, a marriage between a man and a wife only, and, and that, uh, a family has to include a man, or it can't just be two women and two men, or it has to be a man and a woman. The, the conservative church has gotten beaten up, vilified, vilified for preaching such things. And unfortunately, it's, it's coming from not only the, the, the world, but the, the, the churches on the left. It really has. It's split denominations. It's, it's split denominations. United Methodist Church. Just this, well, 2019, I believe they had a, a major conference. And uh, they're, I don't know if they split yet, but they're going to split. They're going to split. Um, yeah, it's if you you can read up about that, they're probably going to split the denomination. Um, the uh, evangelical was it the ECC? I believe they're gonna. I think they're gonna come to a split. I now let me just say, I'm gonna apologize here. I do not have inside information on the uh, evangelical church. The I think they're the ECC. I could be wrong. I apologize if I'm wrong. But I have this uh, intuition that that's going to come pretty pretty soon. The Evangelical Covenant Church. I think they are because if you have to start having conferences about what sin is and what's... <laughs> for what's... what's uh, you know what? I'm just going to stop there. I better just stop there. Um... But it, it, I, it's sad we can't even agree. We can't even agree about what a home is with a father and a mother and what the effects of the lack thereof does to, to communities. The lack of a father in the home devastates communities, devastates communities. I don't know if I'm going to have time on today's show to uh, to dig right into it, but you can, folks. You can, you can, and I, I and I suggest you go to um, government website. Like, go to the CDC. Go to the um, the U.S. stats. Uh, oh boy, should have wrote it down. But try to use government. Um, government uh material when you do your research um and you you can really see the devastation in in the in the poor communities with poverty and uh it's just it's just it saddens my heart i think what saddens my heart more is the resistance you get when you point these things out and you try to discuss it Again, we want to keep push, pointing our fingers at other factors. And some of those factors you can't control. 
But some of the main factors that you can control is you and your body. You and your body, you can control to some extent. And having a father in the home, having a nuclear family does wonders for getting people out of out of poverty. It does. It, it's just factual. It's 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 factual. But I, I again, I don't un- quite understand the resistance to realizing or recognizing how huge of a factor that plays in poverty. You know, it's you ever talk to a toddler or, you know, and, and you're trying to explain something to a toddler, maybe to correct their behavior, and they put their hands over their ears and they go, la, 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 I'm not listening, I'm not listening. That's the kind of feeling I get when when trying to talk to some that have bought into another narrative, have bought into another narrative. And it's like you want to say, well, we're on the same page. We know what the problem is, but we just haven't done anything about it. Or we we, we disagree. (laughs) We know what the problem is, but we disagree on the cause and effects. And, And we want to focus on things external that we're never going to agree on um, as far as different factors. But why don't we talk about the factors that we can control? We can control. I know this sounds like a, a rant this morning, and I apologize for that, but I'm just really moved in my heart uh, concerning this issue of poverty and a lack of a father in the home. Maybe I should take a break and uh, gather my thoughts before I just ramble on. So uh, let's take another another quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, let's go over a little bit of uh, facts about the uh, fathers and the importance of fathers and lack thereof. 
involved involved fathers improve their children's overall emotional and social well-being. Children with involved dads are less likely to be mistreated. Hmm. Children who live with their dads live with dads do better in school. Interesting. Teen boys who have a dad are less likely to carry guns or get involved in drugs. Dads reduce mom's parenting stress. Dads reduce mom's parenting stress. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 19.5 million children live without a father in their home. I think we already mentioned at the beginning of the show how how horribly sad that is. Children with imprisoned fathers are more likely to have depression. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Children living without their fathers in homes are 40% more likely to be living in poverty. Children living without their fathers in the home are 47% more likely to be in poverty. I'm going to stop right there. I could go on with more. Do we understand that statistic? You know, sometimes you read statistics, but you don't put it where the rubber meets the road. (laughs) Children living without a father in the home are 47% more likely to live in poverty. And we want to point at other factors in life that causes poverty. We want to point at other factors in life that causes poverty. Let me say that again. We want to point at other factors in life that affect poverty. Let me say that again and again. We want to point our fingers at other problems in society that causes poverty. When children living without a father in the home are 40% more likely to live in poverty. Can I say that again? Children living without a father in their home are 47% more likely to live in poverty. And we want to point our fingers at other issues that contribute to that. And there are some. Yes, there are. What are here's the thing. Who can, who can control that 47%? Can government control that 47%? Can government control... I'm going to say that again. Can government control that 47% of children without a father living in the home? Say that again. Can government control that? No. We in our communities, our communities... Girls, girls, young teenage girls, I feel sorry for you. I ache for you. My heart aches for you because boys, girls, just straight up. This is straight up Ken talk. Straight up Ken talk. Boys want one thing from you girls. Boys want one thing from you girls. 
and they don't want to they don't want to deal with the result. And you know what the result is after you have that child? You have no father and you're one of the 47%. Can I say that again? Girls, young girls, boys want one thing from you. One thing from you. And then after they get that one thing from you and they leave you with a child and no no father for that child, you become part of that 47% in the poverty for your child, for your child that you probably just came from. So the cycle continues. You know who control that? Who can control this? Moms and dads, community leaders, the church. You know what? And I'm going to call out I'm going to call out the church. All churches. But churches in poverty areas or ministries in poverty areas. Let me say that again. Ministries that deal in areas of poverty in their community. If you're not teaching or preaching about sex in your churches, shame on you. Shame on you. If you've opened your spiritual world and you've opened up your mind so much that you've let the thoughts of the left creep into your church or your community group, your community organization, and you've you've diminished the importance of a man and a woman together and said it doesn't matter anymore, shame on you. I hold, I hold you accountable for that 47%. I do. If you're teaching something other than the traditional nuclear family, shame on you. Shame on you. But feel free to point fingers at other issues in society. But you're not preaching against basically premarital sex. You're not, you're not, are you helping these single mothers, children while they're teenagers? I'm sorry, let me get down off my soapbox. Men. Men with absent fathers are more likely to become absent fathers themselves. Again, I'll read that again. Men with absent fathers are more likely to become fathers, absent fathers themselves. The cycle continues. The cycle continues. And you know who can control not becoming an absent father? You. The boy. The young teenage boy. Now, I just spoke to the teenage girls. Teenage boys. Teenage boys. Stop it. Stop it. Do you, do you realize I was a teenage boy and I was not a very nice teenage boy at, in, some, in some ways? I know, I know what you're going through. 
been there, done that, got the scars to prove it. Teenage boys, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You knew what I'm talking about. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why do you want to keep the cycle of poverty alive in your community? Why? Why do you want to keep the cycle of of poverty going in, in your community? Don't do it, boys. Don't put, don't do it. H- have some respect for, for women. And let's teach that in our churches, in our communities. Women with absent fathers are more likely to leave to have children with absent fathers. Women with absent fathers are more likely to have children. Again, the cycle continues. If the girl grows up without a dad, guess what? She'll probably get pregnant and the dad will not be in that child's life. The cycle continues. The cycle continues. But let's point fingers in other areas that you can't control. But let's work on let's work let's let's work on what we can control. Let's work work on what we can control. But some might say, Ken, you're just being hard-hearted and mean. No, no, no. Is it mean to tell the toddler not to touch the hot burning stove? No, I'm not. And you don't know where I come from. You don't know where, well, some of you know where I come from. So, don't do it. Boys have fewer behavioral problems and girls have fewer psychological problems when they have a dad in the home. Boys have fewer behavioral problems and girls have fewer psychological problems when they have a dad in the home. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, I could go on. There's You know, and, and, and where's that? Well, I'm trying to look up this one statistics, but like even in like in, in the, in the poor inner city, I think it was, uh, in, in the, uh, black community per, per se, 70% of the homes don't have, a, don't have a father. 70% of black homes don't have a father living in the home. That's devastating. That's devastating. My heart breaks. My heart breaks. My heart aches for that. But yet we point our fingers to other factors that we can't control. Listen to me. Listen to me. I agree there are other factors. But when your percentage rates are so high in this area, in the area that you can can control, I think that should take a higher priority. Can I say that statistic again? 70% of the black community, the the homes in, in, in that community, 70% 
don't have a father. That's devastating. Devastating. What was that quote I, I read earlier at the beginning of the show? A house without a father is a challenge. But a neighborhood without fathers is a catastrophe. A house without a father is a challenge, for sure. But a neighborhood without fathers is a catastrophe. And again, that's Alvin Francis Poussaint, who's a psychiatrist. Alvin Francis Poussaint. Folks, sometimes I know us conservatives come across without emotionalist or hard or we come off sounding mean or we're better than you. Like, no, no, no. No, our heart is full of compassion. And I think in those of us that are conservative, we try to get down to the core of the matter and core of the matter of what we can affect. A father in a home we as the the human race can affect that and why not work on what we can affect first bef- before creating division or pointing fingers at other things we can't control i, I can't tell you how much my heart breaks for this 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 horrible horrible situation american communities are in and and it create it keeps the the cycle of poverty it keeps it spinning the journey song the wheels in the sky keep on spinning well the the wheels of poverty keep on spinning Yeah, the wheels of poverty keep on spinning round and around. And you know what? I need to be careful how I say this. Those on top, and I mean economically on top, and I know there's going to be some that disagree with me, they don't care about you. But then they do care about you in some ways, and I because I think it's 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 wrong to generalize too much. But at some point, you when when those the haves, and when they've tried to create programs or to create means jobs by creating business, and they don't see you taking advantage of these opportunities, then I think that's when they settle into this passiveness of I don't care anymore or I'm not going to try to help. But now, granted, there are some of the haves that as long as they have theirs, they don't care about you. But you know what? Honestly, honestly, I don't think that's the majority I really don't. I think that's the minority. I don't think the majority doesn't care about those in poverty. I think there's an, enough of them that don't care 
that causes a huge effect. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just trying to be fair. Because I, I, I've known people who have, who, has, who have had money. And I know their heart. So... I want to see people out of poverty. I really do. And I th- and again, the core of of it is a nuclear family, a father in a home, and also home ownership. I'll go to my grave preaching this. I, I and there's no one that really could change my mind unless you want to pull you'd have to pull some statistics out. But you know what, with my life life experience and living in poverty, living in government housing, playing with kids in poverty as a, as a child growing up and not having anything, being in poverty. See, I'm not talking, you're not listening to someone who was outside of poverty. I've been there. And I've, I've seen the ones that succeed, succeed out of poverty and I see the ones that stay in poverty and, the, and the, the cycle for their family continues. And the church, I'm going to preach this. I'm not a preacher, but I'm going to preach this till I die. Shame on you churches. Shame on you churches. Especially in the poorer communities. Shame on you for not knowing your neighbors. Shame on you for not reaching out to your community down the street. Do you know who lives on Elm Street? Do you know the families that live on Dover Street? Do you know the families that live on West Market Street? Do you know the family that lives on Hawkins? Do you know all the neighborhood that lives on Diagonal Road? Do you know the the neighbors that live in uh, Patterson Avenue and North Hill? Do you know the neighbors that live on Dayton Street? Do you, have you invested in their lives? Have you knocked on their doors? Have you knocked on the doors and said, hey, we're from such and such church. Hey, can we talk? We just want to get to know our neighbors. We want to get to know our neighbors. How are you guys doing? Hey, so what's the family situation here? Who, who, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, oh, you're the, you're the mom. Okay, you're the grandma. You're, have, have you knocked on? You know what? There's this, <laughs> it's not new, but it's certainly not new. And, and it's biblical. It's a biz- biblical philosophy of evangelism where we talk about uh all the 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 actual name escapes me but lifestyle evangelism where you just uh live a live a certain way and uh at work and at at, in your community and people are gonna see you and ask questions and then come to know christ or friendship evangelism where you just build up a friendship and that leads to evangelism and I haven't looked at the stats recently from the Pew Research Group. But, you know, last time I heard back in the 90s that evangelism simply doesn't happen that way. Not to the extent that it happened with getting out boots on the ground. Uh, my good friend Russ would agree with that. Boots on the ground. Literally. Literally churches. Do you know the blocks and neighborhoods do you know the families that don't have dads? Shame on all of us. Shame on all of us. And uh, churches in the suburbs. Churches in the suburbs. Shame on you. Shame on us. Because we haven't asked the questions.
We haven't asked the questions of how we can help. You know what? And how we can help our own community too. You know, we, uh, the people in the suburbs, we've got problems too. You know, do you know what your kids are getting into? Um, yeah. Opioid, opioid addiction and it's, it's all communities. But really, if you focus on the, the inner city communities, I think, I think the sub, suburban churches can help. Guys, I, I guess I, I don't know if I should apologize for my rant, rant today, but, um, this issue is, is strong with me and, uh, I, I, I get, I just don't understand sometimes those on the left too, that, that they've abandoned, they've abandoned the gospel. There, there is, you know, I, I get the social gospel and, and I, I, I understand it and I, I know where it comes from and I know. Guys, we got to change their hearts. We got to change people's hearts. We got to change people's hearts. Did you, did you understand that? We have to change people's hearts. We have to knock on doors. We got to get boots on the ground. We got to know our neighbors. And, and shame, shame on you churches on the left who have embraced the ideology and the and the the social standards of the new society if churches if you're if you're embracing the new morality or lack thereof of what there are no standards the bible has clearly laid out standards of of what the home should look like don't, don't even pretend to show me in the Bible, where where there, there's a picture of the abnormal family, the abnormal, it doesn't exist. People don't even try, don't even try. It doesn't exist. And shame on you, churches that have embraced it, that embraced the ideology of a corrupted sexuality and then invited it into your church. Shame on you. You're not doing a good service. You're really not. You're really not. You're doing a disservice to your community and to poverty and and, and to God, to be honest with you, to God. To God, you really are. Boy, I, I know this was kind of deep and heavy today. And, uh, but I, I guess because of my passion, I care. I care about people. Most of all, I care about their soul and where their soul is going to end up. You know what? We can feed the bellies. We can feed the bellies and put, we can feed the bellies and put roofs over their head all the way as they go on to hell. We can feed their bellies and send them to hell. We can do that. We can do that. 
we got we got the money and we could do that. But you know what I'd like to do? I would like to feed their soul and feed their belly and put that roof over their head. But first things first. First things first. And they can come in tandem. They can come you gotta build a relationship. You do have to build a relationship. Bring them over some groceries. Um, you can help them with the physical needs that they need. I mean, let's not be silly. You want to show somebody some love, go buy somebody some groceries that don't even know where their meal's coming from next. That's part of the gospel too, yes. But I just don't want to feed their bellies. I want to feed their soul. And you know what? I'm not going to feed their soul by only one form of evangelism, of friendship evangelism or lifestyle evangelism. It's a statistic is true from the 90s, from the Pew Research Group. Yeah, there's not much results. What the church is experiencing now, some churches, you're experiencing transfer growth. Transfer growth. You're not experiencing new growth. For the most part. There's, there's exceptions to that. But, um, you know what? I apologize that this came off a little heavy-handed or over-the-top. But uh, let's help our brothers and sisters in all communities, our neighbors, get out of poverty. Folks, we need to restore the family. James Dobson preached that on Focus on the Family for years and years and years. And the churches, some have poo-pooed that and said we're going to embrace the new social standards and forget about gender roles and, oh, no. All right, you know what? I've gone on too much. Um, I apologize for the show being a downer, if it was a downer to somebody, but um, if we really care, if we really care, we'll embrace Christ and the scripture, which, uh, that's a whole other subject. People are trying to, the red letter Christians, and uh, uh, just, I'm sorry. Let's embrace Christ, the scripture, and please our Heavenly Father. Thanks for stopping by today. Thanks for coming in and having coffee with me in that virtual donut. I love you guys. And uh, let's be compassionate and love people today. Love you. Bye-bye.